again. It is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to catch up with Noah Guthrie. We actually had him on the show in the heat of COVID. I think it was August 2020. So we were able to catch up with him, which was awesome. We did this over Zoom video. You might recognize Noah from the other interview we did with him. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's also on, he was on Glee. He was on America's Got Talent. And uh, we talk about how he was able to achieve all that. Kind of followed up on what we learned about Noah in the first interview. We talked about where he was born and raised, how he got into music. Came from a musical family. His brother's still the drummer in his band. His dad was a session singer. So he's got music in the family. But uh, we talk about how he had a video go viral on YouTube, which was picked up by Ellen. He ended up being on the Today Show. This all led uh, into him, you know, finally getting a little grasp of, of success. Once that kind of faded he ended up writing a record and touring all over the country we learn about how he was on a tour playing san francisco at a, a house party to i think 10 people and that's what landed him the gig for glee so we talk about that uh his time during america's got talent and all about the new record that he's had and we kind of talked about the first time he's been holding it for for a while now it's finally out we're super excited so check out the new record from noah guthrie it's called blue wall and you can watch our interview on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It'd be awesome if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're an Amazon shopper, a portion of your everyday purchases will help support our podcast with just a few clicks. It's super easy. Please head over to our website, bringingitbackwards.com, and click on Amazon each time you begin your purchases. Those few extra clicks will help keep our mission of providing a platform for both legendary and rising artists to tell their personal stories on how they achieve stardom so that all artists and music enthusiasts have access to meaningful and memorable advice that will help inspire their own musical journeys. To recap, please head over to bringingitbackwards.com and click on Amazon before you make each and every purchase because a portion of that purchase will add up in a big way to help support our mission. Thank you so much. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Noah Guthrie. Well, this podcast is about you, your journey in music, and obviously the, the new record will be a, a big piece of this as well. Um, so if you want to remind people, if they haven't seen the first one, where were you born and raised? Yeah, uh, Greer, South Carolina. Um, still, still live here uh, right now. Still, still home base. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm from the upstate of South Carolina. Very cool. And Dad was a musician, right? Is that yeah. how you got into music? Yeah, Dad. Uh, Dad's a singer, and so is my stepmom. And and um, you know, just grew up listening to them do their thing. And and yeah, I was just around it from you know super early on. And and uh, you know, happy that I kind of got the bug uh, a little bit early. And, mm -hmm. uh, it just kind of just got in there, you know, and, and me and my brother both are in music and, um, you know, he's my, my drummer and, and, uh, he's also an engineer and, and, uh, yeah, it's just kind of throughout the family. Mm -hmm. Does dad get involved at all with, the, with your stuff oh, yeah, or the band? Yeah, definitely. So he, uh, my dad is, is kind of tour manager, uh, for me oh, and awesome. and, uh, has been for years now and he's, he's really good at it. And, um, I think that kind of, I feel like he kind of found his calling with that um mm -hmm. because once i started 
you know, I started when I was like 17 or so doing shows and stuff. And, and, um, you know, I couldn't, we, I had a bunch of shows booked, uh, all around the country that I couldn't go and do by myself. Cause I couldn't like rent a car. I couldn't like do. <laughs> oh, right. At 17. Yeah. So he, um, you know, he decided to, to kind of head on the road with me and he's been on the road with me ever since. Um, and it's been great. And he's, he's just really good at, you know, logistical stuff and, and figuring that stuff out. And, uh, yeah. And then he is actually on the record too. He, he sings backgrounds on, actually I have one right here. Uh, he sings backgrounds on, I think two or three of these. Um, really? Yeah. Him and my stepmom both sing background on it. So it's, yeah, it's definitely a family affair. That's so cool. Because you, he was a studio musician, right? Like he'd go in and do yeah. sessions. Yeah, he would do like session singing and stuff like that, and and backgrounds for you know whatever was kind of coming through the the studios at the time. And um, you know he's he's a fantastic singer, and and you know I definitely learned. Um, I mean most of of what I know uh, from listening to him when I was a kid. But now he's so he's so in the the manager side of things that he just you know he he hardly sings that much anymore. He'll sing when he when he wants to. Mm -hmm. or he'll sing on my stuff when I, you know, ask him, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's, it, it works out for me. You know, I've got, I've got, um, a team that is, you know, mostly family. So it's great. Mm -hmm. That is amazing. Do you have any memories of, as a kid of going in the studio when he was doing sessions or anything like oh, that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, he would, he was, um, singing on, he was actually saying it's, it's funny now. Um, there's a guy named Jeremy McComb who um, is a, is a big country act now. And uh, I think he, he's kind of having a, it seems like he's having a bit of a second wind now, but um, his original stuff um, was, was done a while back when I was a kid. And uh, I remember being in the studio for when my dad and my stepmom were singing on that record and just, you know, kind of being around the process. And like when, you know, when you're around that kind of thing, especially as a kid, you're super impressionable. And, mm -hmm. and it was just like, I don't know. It was just like, uh, you know, kid at a candy store kind of thing. And, um, you know, we had, um, they would do a lot of work with uh, a guy named Rusty Milner, who's a local here and now, but he, he was in Marshall Tucker band for a long time and, and toured around with them. And so, you know, we, we kind of knew a lot of the Marshall Tucker guys growing up and, and would just kind of listen to them and, you know, listen to their crazy stories from the road and mm -hmm. just get kind of addicted to that. And, um, you know, my first, um, my first bass guitar was, was uh from one of the marshall tucker guys and and, and uh, you know it's just like a i don't know it's just something that i've always been around and and you know i was never um you know no one ever said like you got to do music or anything like mm -hmm. that but um it was just i think it was just kind of inevitable uh, it was gonna happen you know <laughs> right sure. which is interesting because it could have went the other way, right? You could have been like sure. oh my dad does this like this is stupid i don't want to i don't want to do that yeah I, I feel like there's got to be a lot of, you know, how many, um, I feel like we hear a lot of the great like kids of, of famous musicians when they grow up, they do their thing and they, they do put out great records and stuff, but how many of them are there that just really went the opposite direction? Right. You know, They're like, like Ugh. Stuff now. just so over like, is you know, um, yeah, my dad's playing this huge, uh, you know, stadium. My mom's playing the stadium right. tonight. Like just so sick of it. <laughs> 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 which is just such a funny thing to think about. Well, uh, that's so your first, obviously studio experiences were as a kid, just watching this happen. And then when do you get the, like, do you ask your, your dad or, you know, your parents like, Hey, like I want to learn guitar. I want to learn how to sing. 
I know you said before that you didn't take vocal lessons as a kid, right? You picked up no, guitar first. Um, yeah, well, I mean, you know, I, I'd been singing as long as I could remember, as long as I can make a sound, I've been singing. And, oh, okay. Um, you know, I think some of the first times were, you know, when I was in like middle school and high school, um, you know, obviously I did, I did a bunch of singing in church and stuff. And, um, you know, when I got to, I think like the last year of middle school going into high school, I started playing in um, bands and started playing. Um, I had this one band in particular with my brother and, and our, our close friends. Uh, we called Say When. <laughs> at first we were called Say When and then we were called Guthrie at some point. I don't know when I decided that it was my band that we were <laughs> my last name for the well band. you're like well it's me and my brother so they we uh, outvote you <laughs> it seemed all right with it um but uh you know that was like a blues uh funk band but we were you know we were writing original stuff and and i i don't know i would probably cringe when i hear it today but but you know it was it was we weren't just doing covers which is you know i think a little different from your typical uh, typical high school band, but, um, mm -hmm. you know, once I, once we started doing that, I, I also kind of fell in love with, with being on stage and performing and, and, uh, writing songs and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, you know, I, I just kind of got that taste early on. And then I started, uh, picking up guitar for myself and, and kind of teaching myself guitar. And then I was, uh, writing my own songs that were a little different and, um, you know, started putting, putting stuff out there, put stuff out there on YouTube with, with cover songs and stuff like mm -hmm. that and, and got some name rec uh, recognition from there. Sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's just like, just kind of slowly started building stuff when I was about 16 or 17. Okay. But wait, the band you were just talking about with your brother, did you, you were the guitar player in that band or no, I, was actually, oh. I was just the front man. Yeah, just, just the front man. Okay. Yeah. I was singing, I was, um, you know, I was I was trying my best to to lead a band. Uh, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, everybody else in that band was so much better than me, um, which was great. You know, I think that's kind of I think that's how you do it. You, you gotta, you know, put yourself with with people that are better than you, so you learn mm -hmm. from them. Um, but you know, I, I I learned what it was to try and you know command an audience a little bit, um, and I think I'm still trying to figure that out sometimes. But um, yeah, you know, I, I once I once I had that taste, I wanted to start writing my own stuff and I knew I needed some kind of instrument to do that. So eventually I got a, um, I think I got my first acoustic, I think was like an, an Alvarez acoustic, um, you know, cheap, mm -hmm. cheap, probably Chinese made guitar. Um, but it was great. I remember it being a really solid guitar. Now that I've played a bunch of guitars, you know, I remember it being pretty good. And, um, I got that from my dad. My dad also had a, um, an online consignment shop when when ebay was still i mean you know ebay is still huge but right uh, when it was a big thing to like sell, sell stuff, stuff online on eBay. yeah so he would do that kind of as a side hustle and somebody brought a guitar in one day and said sell it or if you don't sell it just keep it because i don't want it anymore and it just never sold so i i got that guitar and um you know started writing stuff and you know i think um I think I just kind of found my rhythm when I, when I started writing, I didn't know that that was something that was kind of missing, uh, from mm -hmm. me expressing myself. I, I'd always been a singer, but, um, I think I, I kind of became a songwriter after I, I got a guitar. Cause I didn't really, I don't know. I, I, I still am not like a, I'm not a guitar player who can pick up a guitar and just shred it. You know, I can't, mm -hmm. I'm not like a, I'm not a lead guitar player really by any means. But, um, as soon as I got one, I just started, 
making stuff with it. I started creating stuff with it instead of, you know, maybe I should have locked myself in my room a little more and, and, <laughs> and you know, shed it a little bit more, but you know, um, you, you do what you do. And, and I, I just fell in love with songwriting. Mm-hmm. So you, you talked about starting with songwriting, but I know just from the last time we spoke, but I mean, you had a cover song that really elevated you to kind of the next level. Right. So you were doing your originals and then covers. Were you putting both of them up on YouTube or like, or are you sticking mainly to the covers? For the first couple of years, I did just the covers um, Mm -hmm. just because one, I was still honing my, my skills um, as a songwriter. And again, you know, I was 17 or 18 by this time. And, and, you know, Mm -hmm. what, I didn't know anything. You know? <laughs> right, right. Anything. So like, um, yeah, I was focusing on the covers and and yeah, I had one um, kind of viral one with a uh, my cover of Sexy and I Know It and um, which is, you know, it just kind of came out of nowhere. Like it was just like a, I think now it's, it's funny because everybody, you can almost, to a certain degree, I think you can kind of manufacture uh, viral videos now and, and there's, there's just a better formula for it. You mm-hmm. know? But mm-hmm. um you know, that was when YouTube was still kind of a new-ish thing for musicians. Um, and it ju- it really did. It just came out of nowhere. I had no idea that would take off. And, and when it did, um, I was in the process of writing uh, songs for my first original album. And oh. I had gone to Nashville for the first couple times and started meeting writers and started co-writing and stuff like that to try and, you know, make my stuff a little better. And, and um, yeah, I mean, I was in a co-write you know, when I, when I found out that it was that sexy, I know it was blowing up. So after, after that happened, um, I had this huge influx of fans come in from mm-hmm. all over the place and, um, want, wanting to know if I had original material and, and then I had to have original material. Uh, so I kind of, you know, put together, I think it was I don't know, maybe 12 or 13 songs, um, for my first record among the wildest things. Um, mm-hmm. and, I, and I really just wanted to put that out on the back of all this, um, you know, heat that I had uh, from from the cover song. Um, and it worked, I think, to to some degree. I think, um, you know, I think today I'm still um, still trying to get people to, to listen to original stuff versus covers, which it's actually it's kind of starting to shift now, uh, which is nice. But, you know, it's 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 an odd thing because I, I feel like for a long time I felt like I was kind of trapped with them. Um, mm-hmm. just being the cover guy right um, i mean i could see how that would kind of become you don't want sure. that to kind of be your identity but like to get i mean i think you were like on ellen and you had like all these things that went along with having a viral video yeah yeah and it's and it's you know it was it's something i'm, I'm i'll always be thankful for because i mean it, it really did you know it's it's opened a lot of doors for me and you know like i still i still the covers and stuff still um I have so many out of them out there now that that, mm. that uh, they still get you know more plays, more streams, and all that stuff than than the original. But it's I think it's just because I'm so behind as far as you know the covers have been out there for so long uh, and in so many different places that now the original stuff is kind of playing catch up. But um, yeah, you know it's it's starting to shift. Um, but again, it's it's just something that you know it's 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 just a part of my story at this point you know Mm -hmm. so um it's not something i'm trying to run from but it's it's definitely you know something that uh maybe i'm I'm wanting to move on to the next chapter right sure sure once you get this uh i don't want we won't stay here for too long but i'm just curious like once you have this viral you know video and 
you're getting, you know, recognition from Ellen and all this other th stuff. Like, is that directly like converting into, you know, subscribers and people checking out your other videos or is it like, I, I, I don't know how it works nowadays. It's hard to just so like figure it out. But like if a song goes, one of your videos goes off on TikTok, that probably doesn't, I mean, I don't know if that necessarily means people are going to go follow your account. They're going to go start looking at your other stuff. Like, do you feel like that happened then? I mean, we're talking a few then, years yeah. ago. Yeah. Um, it did then. I mean, when, when sexy, I know it blew up. So did a lot of my socials, uh, not, not to the same degree, but my, my YouTube channel at the time, I think I had, I think I was around uh, maybe like 20,000 or 30,000 subscribers at that point. And then once sexy, I know it happened, it, it blew up to, to, I, I mean like 300,000 something wow. subscribers on YouTube. And now I'm at around 500,000. And honestly, I, I haven't, you know, I, <laughs> I think there's a lot of YouTubers out there that would probably look at my account right now and, and just be like, what is he doing because it's it's been youtube is such a different game now than mm -hmm. i was just posting covers and stuff i you know i never considered myself like a a, a youtuber to to be honest i just was kind of someone using the platform mm -hmm. um, but you know i have friends now uh who are you know just youtubers first like that is their job um, right you know, and there's a and, bunch of money and it's a huge yeah, market it's, yeah sure and and it's super lucrative and um, it's really great for a lot of people. I'm just not, I just don't think I'm really built, um, that way. You know, I'm, I'm a songwriter and, 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 uh, performer. And, um, I like, I like doing the YouTube thing. I like it, uh, for, for a time, but I just, I don't think I have that. Like, I don't know if I can do like a video a week type of thing. Like it's just not really my, my thing anymore. Um, but mm -hmm. yeah, back then, man, it, it, it really worked. It, it helped a lot. Um, it got so many eyes and ears on stuff that I was, you know, just trying week in and week out to, to try and get out to people and it, and it finally worked. So yeah, it, it definitely, it translated to subscribers. Um, and then I did release a lot of those covers on, you know, once Spotify became a thing mm -hmm. and, and all that stuff, I, I released them uh, on iTunes and, and all that stuff too. So uh, it definitely helped out, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's just like a, again, it's like a, kind of use it as a as a stepping stone really mm -hmm. it's funny that you're like yeah, i only have like a twenty thousand, like twenty thousand subscribers is still no, know, so yeah. well i know no, i'm not saying that you're taking it for granted i'm just curious yeah. like how do you was it that just based off of you posting like content um mm -hmm. you know yeah i mean you know yeah. uh, a I lot doing, or yeah i was doing uh a video a week you know or or, mm -hmm. or sometimes two a week um and back then, you know, that that's, you have to do that. And you have to do that now if you really want to be a YouTuber. But um, yeah, I mean, I think I was just kind of, I was just plugging away at it, you know, and mm -hmm. it was new um, and it was still fresh. And maybe that's, maybe that's something like, maybe that's a reason that I can't, I, I don't feel the same way about it now. Um, Cause back then it was, you know, I was just out of high school still in high school for a lot of the videos I put out mm -hmm. um, and having, you know, people from all over the world write and comment and, and tell you, you know, Hey, this is great. Or, you know, Hey, I love what you're doing. You know, thanks for posting this stuff. Like that's super, super exciting when you're 18 years old, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, and that's, and, and it was, and, and um, you know, it was like enough fuel to keep doing that week in and week out. And, and, uh, 
you know, I just start, I'd like after a point, I started touring a lot. I started, you know, just kind of, I think I got a little burnt out on the YouTube thing, mm-hmm. um, wanted to just do other things and, and, and do other things with my music. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I got to that first like 20 or 30,000 just cause I was posting stuff every week. And, and, you know, I was trying to, trying to do something different with each song too. I mean, that's, that's one of the things is I, I tried not to, um, I tried not to cover a song and just cover a song. I tried mm-hmm. to like take whatever song I was covering at the time and then just kind of turn it on its head and, and, you know, do something a little different with it, maybe change up the arrangement, change up the chords, or um, sometimes it was enough to, you know, put my, my vocals on, on a certain song because, you know, if you take a song that's, you know, maybe not sung by somebody that has this like deep raspy voice and then you add this like soulful kind of colorful voice to it, that might be enough to change it up. Right, right. Um, It's just someone's different take. So yeah, I was just trying to do something fresh every time and, and do it consistently. So I think that's, that's probably how I got to that first, yeah, first 20 or Mm 30,000, which now I do realize that, yeah, I mean, I had a, I had it great. <laughs> I mean, that, like I said, that's a huge yeah, following. And yeah. like, I mean, now that the, there's so many people on, on YouTube oh, that yeah. if you post a cover, it, it might not be seen by anyone. And it, be, it, it could, the, but the fact that you were able to acquire that type of fan base, I mean, that's something to be said in itself. Obviously what you're yeah, doing, I mean, there's still a lot of people on it back then, you know, and to still get your videos seen and to get people to subscribe. That's something that people are still having a lot of problems with even to this day Oh, absolutely yeah and there is a lot more competition now um Mm -hmm. and everybody it's like everybody is good at it too like everybody (laughs) is good at you know making polished looking videos and putting them online now it's it's just it's what everybody does right especially over the past two years right nobody's been able to leave it's just like Per, like making their craft so perfect and getting what you know learning from other people like what equipment to go to get or whatever mm-hmm. um but from the you, the ellen thing happened when you're just out of high school is that what you said yeah yes yeah. so it actually like what happened is i i posted my first cover honestly it might have been during high school i think it was um yeah i think i was probably a junior uh, in high school. And I posted like my first cover ever of, um, where the streets have no name by you two. And okay. I, I put that up and it was different. It was like a different, more kind of like soft ballad version of it. And, mm-hmm. um, so I wasn't, I, I never actually got on Ellen. What happened is she, she wanted to have a record label at the time. Um, oh, and I didn't know that. Yeah. It's, it's weird when you think about it. Um, but, she wanted to have a record label at the time and she was having this online contest um, where, you know, she, she like collected a few of us, like a handful of, of YouTubers who were doing, you know, special covers and stuff like that at the time. And, and somebody found that someone working for Ellen found my video and decided to put it in this contest. And, and, uh, it was supposed to be whoever won got, you know, a record deal with the, with Ellen's new record label. And I think I won. I honestly can't <laughs> remember. I honestly can't remember for sure, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that I won the contest. Um, but I think her record label like folded, like as soon as, you know, as soon as it was created for whatever reason, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it just never went anywhere. <laughs> um, and then later on, 
I had the sexy, I know it cover uh-huh. and I was going to be on, uh, they were asking again if I wanted to come be on the show. Um, and I was like, yeah, of course I want to come be on the show. But right. The today show had asked first, um, and they didn't want to have some kind of conflict with the today show. So I never, I still never got on Ellen. Oh, I didn't realize <laughs> so, that. So yeah. I thought, yeah, I remember something happened with Ellen. I thought she went on her, cause her YouTube channel is huge. I mean, even like three or four years like ago. Her, yeah. It was like on her, just like her main website, I think. And I don't, I don't That's know still for how crazy. long she had had a show at that point. I mean, I think I'm sure she had had it for at least a few years, but yeah. Yeah. We th- I mean, I thought that was going to be, you know, I thought that was it. Like I was <laughs> I'm right. on Ellen's record label and, yeah. Who knows what's going what's gonna right, happen. Right, right. And really, who knows? Nothing happened. But uh, <laughs> but then you got on the Today Show. Yeah, yeah. I went on the Today Show, and that was great. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was amazing, and I, I I love you know I love the Today Show, and and mm-hmm. uh, you know it, it was just like a, a beautiful beautiful moment to to get to be on there, and you know all my family's back home, and you know they watch it every day. So like me on the Today Show is the biggest thing that's ever happened. Oh yeah. But it was it was you know it was great and. But I do think it's funny. I, I don't know why I couldn't have been on the Today Show and then also on, on Ellen. Ellen. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't, you know, their times didn't conflict. Right, they weren't sharing an odd. Yeah, like, just someone at Ellen decided, no, we don't want to, don't want to play second to the Today Show. I guess is what the. Yeah, it probably sounds like an ego thing, right? Yeah, you knows? can choose yeah. us and do ours first, and then the, you know, it's like we have to be the first. Maybe that yeah. type of deal. Who knows? Um, but that led into, I mean, obviously you're on America's Got Talent. You did got really far in that and then glee like is that what kind of started to get the ball rolling for your career as far as those steps happen yeah, i think um so what happened with with glee um glee came about a few years later i was i was um you know after after i'd had that viral video i i, I started touring a lot uh, okay i started doing a lot of uh i did a lot of college shows a lot of university shows on that uh, first record that you were said you're talking about in yeah, in, so in I, Nashville, I, okay. Yeah, so I produced it. Well, I actually I produced the record in um, Atlanta, right outside of Atlanta, with um, a guy named Rick Beato, who's actually a huge YouTuber now. Oh wow! <laughs> but uh, anyway, so he he produced my first record, and then uh, started um, started touring that record. Uh, like I said, did a lot of colleges, a lot of universities, and stuff, and uh, it was great. But you know, I mean, I was I was literally touring you know, a couple hundred shows a year and it was just kind of nuts. Um, and then at some point I was on the road, um, we were in San Francisco. Um, and I did, I had some like acoustic show out there and then to fill some time, I had, I had some time between one show and the next and to fill some time, I did a, um, I did a house show and, when I did that house show, it was like a it, maybe 10 people, 10 or 15 people were there and it was fine. That was kind of, that was how we planned it. But, mm-hmm. um, one of those people that saw that house show was, I believe on the X factor at the time, I think here he had just gotten off X factor and he was asked the following week to go and judge a, uh, like a talent show. And when he was judging this talent show, um, one of the other judges on the panel happened to be a Glee um, casting agent. And they were just talking and, you know, just kind of talking back and forth. And and, uh, casting agent said, you know, we're having trouble finding this one person for this one role. Um, 
and you know we really we need this like shy chubby kid with a soulful voice and um you know the guy <laughs> the guy was there and he was just like i, I saw this person you know I, I know who you're talking about I, I think i know who i can get for you so they exchanged info and one thing led to another and i got a call from from glee and um yeah just decided to run with it you know i, I decided it was something that like you know, millions of people would have given their right arm to, to have that opportunity. And I just, I figured, you know, this is not something that I thought about doing ever, <laughs> Right. never, ever thought I would do any acting or anything like that. And, uh, it just kind of, yeah, came out of the blue. So I decided to take it and run with it and had a great time. Uh, mm-hmm. a guy named Roderick, he was real shy and real, you know, he could sing good. Uh, and, and it kind of, his whole path was just like, he was a misfit in high school and then, he started singing and people started liking him and which was not, um, not too far off from, from my own experience in high school. So I just figured, you know, this is something I can go do, have fun with it, Uh meet some people, figure out how TV works. That was fun. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was just a a whole experience. And then uh, yeah. AGT a few years after um, AGT just came, uh, you know, they, they had asked a couple times. Um, I don't, I think that's something a lot of people don't know. Um, about those kinds of shows with the the reality competition shows, um, whether it's The Voice or American Idol or AGT or anything. A lot of things people don't know is, um, yes, people from the general public do audition and they do make it and they, you know, that that's definitely a thing. And I'm, I'm sure that's, that may be mostly what happens. Um, but they also scout uh, for talent mm-hmm. through the internet, you know. Um, so I had been contacted by America's Got Talent a couple times. Um, I've been contacted by, I think, The Voice a couple times. Um, and each time I just politely turned them down. You know, I just, just wasn't, wasn't my thing. Um, mm-hmm. And then I think I did AGT in 2018, I think. Um, so that time they asked and I just decided to go and try it out you know i Mm -hmm. just thought it was kind of it just felt like the right time um i wanted a little more attention um to the music and stuff and and they they offered 15 million you know right episodes so it was just like why not um yeah yeah i went and tried it and and i had a good time you know i got to sing a lot of great songs and met simon cowell and um (laughs) yeah it was it was quite an experience Wow. Wow. With uh, when you're on Glee, did you also continue writing songs or was it that just kind of like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm, it's it's going to make me a little money. I get to kind of be do this TV thing. It's a platform, but I'm also going to spend a lot of, of my other time writing and trying to pursue this artist's yeah, I mean, dream. I wish I could say that I did. Um, but honestly, it was for the eight or nine months that I was on Glee. Um, it, it was just all encompassing, you know, it really, was, it was a lot. Yeah. It was just, you're, you know, you're, you show up to work at, you know, five or six in the morning and then you're done at like sometimes midnight, sometimes later than that, you know, so you're just kind of in this one stage for, for hours and hours and hours. Um, and I did get a few songs written, uh, during that time, but I actually had kind of a, I had a little bit of a a dry spell uh when it came to writing in that time and it was a bummer i remember like i was being i was kind of sad about it um mm-hmm. and then once i was finally done um i had to <laughs> i had to kind of do a, a a reset 
on on my my writing i guess i i had to i went and um i rented a cabin for a little while and just like went off and just sat and tried to write music again i just i don't know what it was i just i think mm-hmm. I, was, I think it was you know how even when something is a good thing you can get overwhelmed by it and sure i think that's kind of what happened and you know i was i i think i just turned 21 um and it was just a lot i was on a, a you know huge tv show and yeah i mean that at the time that's like that and one of the biggest also, shows on the planet right yeah, at the time it was also like um you know that was my first time i didn't go to college or anything so like it was me being alone in los angeles for you know almost a year something like that um, mm-hmm. and i just had to figure out how to how to be alone and how to you know make friends and, and all that stuff so i just didn't have i don't think i just didn't have enough bandwidth at the time to, mm-hmm. to do the show and write music um but yeah i had a little bit of a, a struggle with that and then i finally kind of got the juices flowing again um after the show but it was great i mean you know it's it's i think watching tv and then seeing how it's made is just like a it's it's a mind-blowing experience so it right it's nice that's so cool though and then once you're done with the show then you you said you got a cabin you started to really start focusing back on the music and then how many years after that or how much time went in between getting the the call from america's got talent um a few i think t- maybe three years okay so you you did you actively picked up you know, songwriting again and, yeah. and yeah. touring and, and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. I thought you put a record out in what, 2017 or something. Yeah. Yeah. So I put out that record and yeah, man, I guess that was 2017. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> sorry. It just feels like I have no idea what time means anymore. You right. Know, it's well, no like I said, we talked in like August and it's like uh, yeah, in the height of being stuck inside and yet we're still kind of in the same situation. I mean, LA's canceling tours. Yeah. So, <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I did, I went, um, you know, straight back to doing music. Um, mm-hmm. Once I started writing some more, I, it just kind of kicked into gear and I, I wrote that next album called The Valley and I, I put that out and um, yeah, it was just kind of back to normal, just, just doing the songwriting thing, touring. Um, and yeah, and AGT uh, just kind of came calling again and, and, you know, decided, well, I've got uh, some of this music that I'm working on. I might as well go and, you know, try and showcase my voice, showcase my talent a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I actually I liked AGT because I, I I don't know I don't know why this this made it better but I I for some reason liked that I wasn't against a bunch of other singers, um you know I was up against you know some singers um but mm-hmm. you know there was also like acrobats and right it's not just a it's not just a soul it's not just a yeah. voice competition uh, like the Voice of American Idol. Yeah. So I don't know. I just thought it was kind of different and, um, and it wasn't, it was, and it was a lot of fun. Um, and I made some good friends on that show. Um, I still, I think looking back on it, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that my style of music was kind of the best fit for that kind of show, uh, being like an Americana kind of, Mm -hmm. you know, rootsy rock kind of thing. Um, I'm not sure that's just what the primetime, network tv audience wants to hear all the time i think because i think it's it's you know there's a lot of pop acts that go on there and do really well mm-hmm. um you know it's it's just i don't know if it was the perfect fit but it definitely helped um and i've got some really great fans from that show just like i did uh with glee and mm-hmm. they stick around you know they stick around they're loyal um and they're just fans of music in general so yeah i i think it was 
it was a good thing for me. I'm glad I did it. Mm -hmm. It's interesting that you say that because that's what I, I, I see that when I watch those American Idol type shows. It's like the person that wins nine out of ten times isn't the best singer in the competition, right? Well, it's all about they have the best story. Right, best story, best best song choice. The, like they pick the hip song at the time. Like I, I remember watching American. This has got to be like 2010 or something like that. A guy played a Ryan Adams song, and I'm like, oh yeah, that that's a rad song. Sure, but no one in this audience, like out of the X million people who are watching this show right now, I would say maybe one or two percent even know who he is, let alone have any concept of what song you're singing. Like. Right. It, it was just, yeah. But anyway, like that's like you're saying, like if you were maybe if you played to the audience, but that's not being authentic. I mean, it's it's yeah, kind of a hard thing to do. Um, it's a hard line to walk. I think, um, you know, for the first like couple of the first couple of episodes, I was having a little bit of trouble. I mean, I was committed to it, but I was really, I couldn't figure out like how I was gonna represent myself um mm -hmm. and i and i just i couldn't i don't know i couldn't wrap my brain around it and then i when i finally um when i finally realized that this is about making a tv show it's about making like an entertaining tv show for people um and not about you know the absolute best song i could have chosen mm -hmm. uh, for each week uh, then I started having more fun with it. And then, um, you know, that went on for a little while and then I was kicked off. <laughs> uh, but no, it was, you know, I, I got to semifinals and, um, and it was, it was, it was just a killer opportunity to get to, to sing for a bunch of people every week. You know, mm -hmm. it, was, it was, it was nice. Yeah, for sure. And obviously it, what a platform, you know, now yeah. people can come over and say, yeah, not only, do I do these covers and I've done, you know, these television shows, but I also, I can write amazing songs, check them out. Because I mean, even look at your new record. I mean, it has a ton of streams. Like you're saying it's kind of been, you know, the covers, but now it's the, the, the tables are kind of turning and, and people are more latching onto your stuff. Whereas it could have went something, it could have went the other way. Right. I mean, it could have been like, Oh yeah, like everyone's loving me doing this, but when I try to put out a song of my own, like it gets you know a thousand streams. Like that's not what's happening with you. So I'm sure that's probably pretty validating. Yeah, it is. I mean, and, and you know, it's it's um, you know, I, I think getting people to to listen to the original stuff and and like it and stream it and stuff. It's a daily a daily process. You know, it's a, it's mm -hmm. a daily job that you have to work at. And I think too, um, I think especially now you know, social media changes every day, uh, the way people listen to music changes every day, and you just kind of have to try and stay up on that stuff and, and kind of get it in front of people's faces. Um, and so far, you know, I, I think it's working. I think um, I've always kind of known with the music that I write, uh, the music that I love and look up to, I've always kind of known that it was going to be a somewhat of a slow and steady road. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that it's kind of finally we're finally getting to like a, I don't know, the, the lanes are opening up now. I've been on the road for a while and now it's just kind of a lot of different avenues are opening up. So I hope mm -hmm. that can continues to, to grow that way. For sure. For sure. I think last time we talked, maybe you had high enough. I think maybe that was the first the yeah, single that you yeah, had out. I probably had high enough out. I may have had like one or two others out. Um, okay. And also this is a, you know, this album was put out in such a weird way for me just because it was just because of the, 
pandemic and everything, I had no idea what to do or, or how to do it. So, you know, I put out several singles, probably more than I would have originally, but, um, yeah, you know, I, I think, um, maybe hell or high water was out too. I'm not sure. But. That might've been it. I'm trying to remember. I, I, yeah, I think you had a, you had a couple songs, but we weren't, you weren't talking about a record, right? You weren't going to be like, yeah, this is all going to be on a, a album that's coming out X, Y, and Z. So I, I'm curious to know, like when, so obviously some of these songs were, were put out and written 2020 or maybe even prior to that. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, a lot of them, um, you know, I had the record, I had the record uh, pretty much ready to go uh, right before the pandemic hit. So I, I oh wow, in 2020, and then um, I think yeah, there's one on there that I wrote during the pandemic um, that was written um, during the uh, George Floyd protests and stuff, and I wrote that during that time, and then I put that on the record, and then it was done. So it was just like you know, I had all these songs ready to go. Um, and then 2020 rolled around and just like put the brakes on everything. And, mm -hmm. and uh, then I ended up doing, um, after sitting with it for a while and trying to figure out how to put it out, I did a Kickstarter um, to try and get funds to, to release it in a good way and, you know, get uh, as much publicity and stuff as I wanted. And that worked out well. And I, I had a bunch of people help me out. And um, I think I raised about 30 grand for that. Wow. And it was just, you know, it, it just worked really well. And, um, yeah, finally I found a partner, uh, in one RPM to help me distribute it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, so far so good, man. It's, it's, it's doing well. I'm, I'm happy that it's finally out there. It feels like, I don't know. It, it feels, um, it feels incredible. Cause I mean, mm -hmm. again, these are songs that I've been playing for years now. Um, and you know, me and my band were touring these songs and, and, living with them for a long time so now it kind of feels like something we've all been a part of for so long uh is now finally out there and, and having right life <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah the, wow the kids to college you know <laughs> <laughs> uh well with that like did you were the songs mixed mastered everything they're just hanging out waiting for you to put the record out and then 2020 hits or were you able to kind of go back and maybe tinker with some of the production or add yeah, change we had it mixed. Um, my brother mixed it. So me and my brother uh, co-produced the record. Oh, wow. Um, and we recorded it. Yeah, we recorded it in a uh, small studio here um, just outside of, of where I live. Um, it's in Woodruff, South Carolina. The studio is called Studio 101. Um, mm -hmm. And we, you know, my brother works there and, and we just decided, well, this is a great studio to do some stuff out of. And um, yeah, we, we self-produced it. Um, and then Ian had a mix, Ian's my brother and, mm -hmm. and, uh, Ian had a mix done. Um, and I do think in hindsight, I think having to wait a little bit was a little better because we, um, we had the mix done and we were like ready to go. And then 2020 hit and everything stopped. And then we started, we had more time to kind of listen through again, um, and, and really decide, okay, is this mix the right one or do we need to do another one? Um, and Ian had a whole lot of time on his hands because all our touring stopped. And he was like, you know what? We'll take a, let me take another pass at it. You know, he's like, I want to try and remix it and see if I can do it any better. Um, and he did. Um, he did another mix and I think it is a lot better. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah. And then we did get it mastered uh, by Pete Lyman, who's one of my favorite mastering engineers. Um, and we got it uh, mastered by him. And then, yeah, then it was just kind of getting the logistical stuff in place. 
Um, so I basically just took, you know, 2020 and, and 2021 to just get a plan uh, for it. I, well, I, I'd say I, mostly 2021 because most of 2020, I was just kind of freaking out. Um, right. <laughs> As everyone, so right. Just right. To survive. Yeah. Sure. So, like. <laughs> um, and then I could like, I, I refocused uh, in 2021 and, and yeah, now it's finally out there. Um, yeah, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> that is so awesome. Um, were you able to do, I mean, you talked about playing the, the songs and the record for a while before it came out. Like, so you were touring, uh, you were able to tour a little bit last year or uh, a little bit here and there. Okay. Uh, we did, we did a few festival shows, um, which seems crazy that we were able to do some festival shows, but, um, <laughs> uh, we did a few festival shows. We did a few club shows here and there, uh, but not a ton, um, but we had been touring. Um, we had been touring in 2019 a lot, and we were over in Europe doing a tour. And um, I think, like, literally, we had we'd finished our tour in Europe just before Christmas of 2019, um, and then we were gonna, you know, come home for the holidays, kind of retool, and then get back on the road. And we were gonna. I think I was gonna release the record like in March, which was when COVID was. Oh, right. Yeah. It was like, so like second week of March that it yeah, all. So we literally started, you know, it started as, okay, we'll hold on for like a couple weeks and then, okay, we'll hold on for a month. Okay. Mm -hmm. We'll hold on for <laughs> a year. Six months or whatever. <laughs> and, then it just, and then it was just like, okay, well, we will reconvene later. So um, yeah, you know, we were touring, we had been touring these songs for, some of these songs are three or four years old and just said, wow, never gotten, a, never gotten a home. So um, we kind of knew what we were doing with them, which was great. Mm -hmm. It was nice because we, we did tour them a lot and we did um, we didn't have to do a whole lot of arranging in the studio um, because we just kind of knew how to play them. We knew what worked and what didn't. So it was just like trying a few things here and there and then kind of just cleaning it all up and then press and record. So mm -hmm. um, that worked out great. But yeah, I mean, you know, after when 2020 hit, basically everything dried up um, and it was just kind of weird. Yeah. I mean, aside from that one song you're talking about writing that made it onto the record, like, did you, now do you have like a whole bank of songs that you've been working on within the past, you know, since 2020, 2021? Yeah. But I you mean, just I'm put out this record. It's like, no, I, I'm do you keep writing for sure? Yeah. Um, do you keep writing? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I'm trying to just get a jump on the next thing, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I've got, uh, I've got a little bank of songs that that um, you know I, I I think probably could have lived on this record. You know I think they they kind of sound similar, um, and who knows if they'll make it to the next one. But um, you know I think you you kind of have to keep doing it because otherwise it you know like when I was on Glee it just kind of stops. So mm -hmm. um, if you if you don't use it you lose it kind of thing. Um, so yeah I'm I'm still writing. I'm starting to write for whatever the next project's going to be. Um, I think I'm going to really try to write at least one or two Christmas songs this year. Oh, cool. Um, and I've like, that's always been a thing for me. I've just never been able to write Christmas songs. I've written like one and it's super, super sad. So <laughs> oh, really? maybe I'll try and like, maybe I'll try and do some, some more happy Christmas tunes. That's funny. I, I, people talk about, you know, they, they put a film together, a song together, gearing up for Christmas and it's always like they have to write it in like July or shoot yeah, it in well, like August, right? Yeah, I'm gonna, I really I'm gonna have to do that soon. 
it's uh, funny we'll to think about. Try to get in the Christmas spirit in the middle of the summer. Yeah. <laughs> um, what would you say? I mean, with all your you know years of experience and everything, like that, you've obviously seen the music industry change yeah. uh, with YouTube and everything else and streaming. Like, what would you say? Like for you right now, what is like your most like? What tool do you think is like the most important for you in 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 what you do in your songs and getting exposure? Uh, I mean, probably. I mean, probably social media still. I mean, obviously, but um, I would say, you know, TikTok is becoming huge. Uh, mm -hmm. So I think for me, uh, becoming huge, it's already huge. But, um, you know, I'm trying to kind of adapt and, and figure that out. Um, it's weird that I've had to kind of start from scratch again on, on TikTok. So I have like a couple thousand followers on there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, on Instagram, uh, Instagram's kind of my main, I think probably my main thing that I interface with the most. Uh -huh. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's really just like, I, I kind of feel sometimes it's, it's sometimes it's a little discouraging, um, because there are a lot of days, especially now when touring isn't around as much, uh, there are a lot of days where social media be, feels like my only job. And, you know, when I was just starting to get into songwriting and stuff like that, that is just, just was the furthest thing from my from my mind you know mm -hmm. um so being someone that's you know i like social media and i use it um and i and i like it and and i, I like trying to connect with people and stuff but i'm also i don't know i'm kind of a slow-paced person <laughs> you know? right it's hard i mean yeah, it's I mean, crazy I'm, to I'm think that that's like a, a gig i mean yeah it is yeah it is and um something that did was very helpful uh, to me um during last year when we were still kind of like super, super locked down and stuff. Um, I started doing live streams a lot more, uh, than I ever have. And, and that, that is something I really enjoy. I do like doing live streams, um, because I can actually interact with people in a real time, mm -hmm. um, environment. And I did this, um, live stream series called Thursday jukebox where, uh, I do it on my YouTube channel and, uh, every week, for I think I think I did 20 episodes now I have 21 I did one recently but um, I did like 20 episodes of of this uh, live stream series called Thursday Jukebox where people would tune in and I would learn there'd be like a set uh, list of songs that I would play no matter what but then I would learn uh, five different like cover songs that um yeah, either I'd never done before or like I don't do a lot. Um, and basically, if people wanted to, they could help me out and uh, pay for, you know, they'd, they'd leave me like a $25 tip and then that song would get unlocked and I'd put it in the set and like play that. Oh, um, yes. And it became really fun. And that's cool. You know, it kind of I grew a little community around that. And I really want to I want to take it farther. I think I think it could be something really cool um to just continue doing even you know whenever the pandemic is finally uh at its end i, I still think it would be something really fun to do because it also fills the gaps when i'm not on the road you know it helps mm -hmm. you know it's not bringing in the same money but it, it helps a little bit and right you know, and to, people are still able to connect with you i think we're in such a different world now where how cool how stoked are your fans to be able to just come on they know that you're going to be there they know that they can t you know for 25 bucks yeah. that's not, I mean, people pay X more of that to go to like a VIP sure. 
Q&A before the show. I mean, they're actually able to just sit and interact with you and you're going to be like, yeah, I'll play that song. I mean, that's yeah, just no, such a amazing. cool and connection. I, I was kind of, I don't know, I was kind of worried about it at first. And, and then when I started doing it, I just, I really enjoyed it. I, I really enjoy, um, you know, I, I also love, you know, like I love the full band shows and stuff too, but I also, I started with just acoustic stuff. So when I get to do like a stripped down kind of acoustic set, uh, especially if it's just in my living room, um, mm-hmm. then it's it's nice. It feels comfortable. It feels like you're inviting people into your home um, mm-hmm. to just kind of entertain them for a while. I love it. I love it. Well, you are. I mean, look, you're in your living room. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, well, Noah, thank you so much for for doing this again. It's great to see you again. Um, yeah, thank you. I haven't. I'm going to ask you one more question because I asked to you last time as my last question, and I don't even know. Maybe we'll get the same answer. Who knows? Okay. Who cares? Uh, what, do you have any advice for aspiring artists? Um, yeah, uh, I think, and I have no idea what I said last time. So this, I, I really don't know. Um, I actually didn't watch that part. Cause I'm like, I don't want to like, like preface the question in a way where you're going to give me the same answer. So I'm like, I'm not going to watch it. I'm just going to see what he says. Um, so something I have been trying to, um, battle with myself and my own songwriting um i would say if you're if you're just starting out um or even if you've been doing it for a while um try leaving your perfectionism behind just just try that try getting out of your own way when you're writing a song uh instead of spending hours and hours on one line or phrase that you're trying to to get perfect um just try and write from i think of a a a place of authenticity is where you want to come from you don't want a you don't need a perfect song to inspire someone you don't need a perfect song um you know to convey love or hate or any kind of emotion you're trying to convey you don't need it to be perfect um you just need it to be authentic you need it to come from the heart um and you need to sing it with with passion, you know, um, don't have to sing it perfect either. Uh, which for me is something, you know, it's, it's being a singer, um, that doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound, it sounds against, uh, the grain when you, when you don't want to strive for perfection. But for me, that is something that has always hampered me is when I really try and do everything perfectly right one, it never happens. And, and two, it, it just, I spend so much energy on one thing when I could have had a whole song done and, and go back and tweak if I want to, you know, you can also always do that. You can always go back to your creations and, and tweak them and make them better as you think of something else. But otherwise I think chasing perfection with every song that you write just causes torment. <laughs> I think it just causes more pain than you need and you don't need to you know yeah you know you don't need to borrow trouble so yeah i would just say try leaving perfectionism behind just strive to be an authentic person an authentic artist uh write about things you care about um and things that you you know things that come 